expresses that grief. He expresses that sorrow. He expresses that hurt. That's called Good afternoon, my friends, and welcome to another installment in our Psalm study. We have been looking through the Psalms here uh, this fall on my Facebook page, Bill Allen from West Irwin Church of Christ in the wonderful town of Tyler, Texas. I uh, hope that you're having a great week, and I hope and pray that you and all of your loved ones are well. I'm looking forward to this message today. It's in one of the most familiar statements uh, that we'll look at, and yet at the same time, it's in a um, surprising place. Because when we look at the statement that we're going to start with tonight, we uh, or today, we actually think of it somewhere else uh, rather than in the Psalms, but that's where it uh, originated. Um, over the last week or so, we've looked at uh, Psalms last week regarding God's Word. Uh, the psalmist speaks a lot about God's Word. That great statement, oh, how I love your law, uh, is an amazing statement for the psalmist and a wonderful uh, statement uh, throughout the 119th Psalm, expressing that great love and delight in God's Word. Uh, we looked at uh, those psalms, a few of those psalms, last week. On Tuesday, we looked at a couple of three, two or three penitential psalms, psalms that express penitence, that uh, are what you pray uh, when you are so caught up with the extent of your sinfulness and you can't, uh, you can't hardly bear to look at uh, the Lord just as uh, the tax collector in the parable that Jesus uh, spoke about with the Pharisee who was very proud of himself and his obedience, and yet the tax collector uh, couldn't even bear to look up to heaven and uh, just uh, prayed for God to forgive him, a sinner. Well, sometimes we feel that way too, and and we're very much aware of our own sinfulness and we need to go to God and seek his forgiveness and then praise him when we realize that that forgiveness has come. And so a couple of the Psalms we looked at on Tuesday regard, uh, uh, remind us of the sinfulness of King David and of his broken heart in calling out to God in penitence in Psalm 51 and the way he praised God so, uh, so joyfully and gratefully in Psalm 32, realizing that in spite of his great sin, that God had forgiven him and he continued to offer his praises to the Lord. Um, and so today is kind of a, um, a follow-up to those, uh, a little bit of a natural progression perhaps, uh, where now we're talking not just about a, a person's own sinfulness, but more about a person's difficulty. And we'll be looking at uh, psalms coming up about um, psalmists who were struggling, uh, psalmists who were looking for God's deliverance and received it and offered him uh, grateful praise. The psalms we're looking at today are psalms of lament, uh, and uh, lament is defined as an expression of sorrow, a crying out in grief, and that is a um, uh, that's something that we don't do very much of, but we um, we recognize that we all go through difficulties and we all go through a lot of suffering and a lot of hard uh, hard times. 
And so buckle up. We're going to look at a, a, a three of these great psalms, and uh, beginning with the Psalm 22. My cousin Gail is here. Glad you did make it. That's wonderful. Great to see you. Great to see some others that will be signing on. And um, hopefully uh, these psalms will help put some words in your uh, mind and heart and even in your mouth as you pray to God and express uh, sorrow uh, and lament over difficulties that you might be experiencing. And, uh, and even some anger is expressed in uh, uh, some of the words that we will find from the psalmist uh, today. Uh, that statement, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me, is one that we recognize quite quickly. It is one of the seven statements that Jesus made from the cross. It's found only in Matthew 27. Uh, and and yet it is, um, oh, well, it, I, it's found in Matthew 27. And I think that um, the psalmist expresses uh, that same feeling because what we don't realize as we uh, read Jesus' words in the Gospels is that he was quoting a song when he was hanging on the cross and his very life was uh, uh, leaving him. He thought of this psalm, of Psalm 22, and he was, he was actually lamenting just as the psalmist did. He was crying out in grief. Uh, he said those words, I think, because he felt those words. Uh, I think deep down, just as we do, uh, he knew that the Father uh, was uh, accomplishing his will. He had prayed in the garden, not my will, but yours be done. And if your will was for me to drink that cup that you would not spare me from as I have prayed, Jesus could have said, then may your will be done, and I will do that. But that didn't mean it was easy. And what Jesus experienced in his um, closest friends and followers, his apostles running away in fear, even after he had warned them, uh, after he had spent most of the night talking to them and pleading with them and even praying for them, um, when he saw them leave and he saw Judas, one of his own uh, disciples, his closest disciple, one of his closest disciples, one of the 12 apostles, uh, betraying him with a kiss and then turning him over to the religious leaders, the Jewish leaders, and the horrible suffering and um, persecution and shame that they put him through, and then sending him off to the Roman governor, Pilate, um, and Pilate ultimately pronouncing guilt and then being um, persecuted more by the Roman soldiers having that crown of thorns stuck on his head, and then finally having to carry his own cross for a while until he collapsed and couldn't do it any longer, um, being nailed to that cross on um, Golgotha's hill, uh, the place of the skull, Calvary, in uh, the Latin, uh, the Greek is Golgotha. And, um, and so on that cross, um, one of the things that Jesus screamed out, I believe, in pain and in agony, physical pain, emotional pain, but also spiritual pain, was this statement, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And I do believe that Psalm 22 uh, is exactly what was on Jesus' mind as he, as he um, shouted out those words. 
Psalm 22 seems to apply to a psalmist long before Christ, but in amazing ways. It was messianic, which means it looks ahead to the Messiah and the suffering that he would endure, just like Isaiah 53 does. And it was certainly in Jesus' thoughts as he died on the cross. And it is meaningful, I think, to us as well, because sometimes we feel exactly like Jesus did, exactly like the psalmist did, that the Father has forsaken us. Why did Jesus say those words? I think, first of all, he said them because that's how he felt. And I think, uh, secondly, he said them because he had in mind this psalm, not just that statement, but this uh, psalm. The psalmist and Jesus expressed their suffering through lament. Um, and again, it, it is an expression of sorrow. It is an expression of crying out in grief um, to, to uh, cry out in uh, sorrow and unhappiness, uh, to mourn out loud. Uh, to not just hold it in, uh, but to wail, uh, the dictionary says, uh, in sorrow. The psalmist was obviously suffering physically from some illness or disease and emotionally because of those around him who had antagonized him and mocked him in his distress. And so we're going to read Psalm 22 uh, because you'll recognize so many statements in it that apply to Jesus during the time of his intense suffering uh, through his betrayal and his arrest and persecution and ultimately his death on the cross. Jesus gives that same haunting, hurting cry, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And I think as we read Psalm 22, you'll realize why this psalm was on Jesus' mind uh, that day. Psalm 22, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my cries of anguish? My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, but I find no rest. Yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the one Israel praises. In you our ancestors put their trust. They trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried out and were saved. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not a man, verse 6, scorned by everyone, despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They hurl insults, shaking their heads. He trusts in the Lord, they say. Let the Lord rescue him. Let him deliver him since he delights in him. Yet you brought me out of the womb. You, put, you made me trust in you even at my mother's breast. From birth I was cast on you. From my mother's womb you have been my God. Do not be far from me, for trouble is near, and there is no one to help. Verse, not, verse 11 says, verse 12, Many bulls surround me, strong bulls of Bashan encircle me, roaring lions that tear their prey, open their mouths wide against me. I am poured out like water, verse 14, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart has turned to wax, it is melted within me. My mouth is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You lay me in the dust of death. Verse 16, dogs surround me. A pack of villains encircles me. They pierce my hands and my feet. All my bones are